Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Just a warning to our listeners, this week we're going to go a little bit into spoilers, so if you don't want to be spoiled for Insurgent, feel free to skip ahead or wait and watch the movie and then listen to our podcast. Thanks. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking the Divergent Saga, colon, Insurgent. Who wants a haircut? Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hola! Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We just we cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 184, 184. We're getting there to 184 and a half. Yeah, that, that was half yes. episodes we recorded. Yeah. Uh, and this week we are talking the Divergent Saga, colon insurgent yep that's, yep that's what we got the colon in there i got the colon in there for the grammar police and uh joining us to discuss insurgents we have from veryaware.com she's left dauntless and is ready to be candor it's courtney howard <laughs> hello everybody and from movieviral.com he's unfortunately only 14 percent divergent it's michael lee Oh man, only fourteen. I was yeah. hoping you're gonna get shot in the face by. They're Jack still Courtney. gonna, yeah, they're still gonna catch him. Courtney's gonna shoot me in the face <laughs> after I'm running him. a lot. I gotta say, just a preview of the review. I found Jai Courtney to be probably the most entertaining he's been in a while in movies. Yes. Yeah. I, I, if there's if there's any positives I have for Insurgent, it's that Jai Courtney was not the problem with it. <laughs> there's a scene where he's like running, like really like head on, like running really into fast, camera, like really fast, and he's like shooting, and he throws the gun away, and then he picks up another gun and starts shooting. <laughs> <laughs> if Fun that was an fact, Olympic sport, he told me man. he split his pants when he was running. Nice. This is true. And I was like, ooh, a good let's talk more pants. about your, your split pants. It's splitting. <laughs> um, so yeah, just a preview of the thoughts we have on Insurgents, the, the career of Jai Courtney, who was once again, besides Kate Winslet in like a, like what, like um, a TV commercial or whatever, an announcement on broadcast, he was the first character I saw in this movie. Yes. <laughs> just like yeah. Unbroken. First just like Unbroken. We see. Exactly. <laughs> I thought about that, too, and I was like, oh, Aaron and I are going to talk about that for sure. <laughs> I mean, however good or bad his performances are, his agent is doing a tremendous job with him. Let's just put it that way. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, what are we doing? Uh, show notes, let's <laughs> announcement stuff. Uh, we're we're gonna gonna do actually, we can do a whole podcast yeah. on Jai Courtney, I swear. <laughs> Top three films? No, just the career of Jai like, we just we, we just go over his whole life. We find every news article we every, can. Everything about him. Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> Jai Amadeus Courtney. <laughs> Jai Amadeus. Oh, that's the name I hope that he has his middle name now. Um, all right. I who's Jai Courtney? People, some people are asking too. They're like, who is this yeah. person? You've seen, <laughs> you've seen him. You've seen him. Um, I'm not even going to go further on that. I'm just going to just going to throw out the question that people probably have, but not actually follow it up. Um, let's see. New commentary is coming soon. That'll probably be recorded this week, and we're excited to do it. Uh, so fans of the commentaries, be weary or excited um itunes reviews and ratings good to get those helps out our show helps other people find our show 
You can just log on to iTunes, send us a quick uh, star rating, maybe even type up a sentence or two, and uh, you know, let us know what you think of the show, and be very uh, happy to get those. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that's it for show notes stuff. So let's move on now. Let's get to know everybody. We're each we try to set the tone for the podcast, and better get to know, know everybody. everybody. And uh, I'm gonna start this one off this week. Okay. Favorite movie henchmen. Henchmen? Which ties right into the Jai Courtney thing, but favorite movie henchman. You know, the 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 guy below the the, the guy below the guy. The guy that's doing some of the dirty work. Mm. Uh recently it'd be Willem Dafoe in Grand Budapest Hotel. That's a good answer. Courtney, Michael? Mm, I don't that's have a an good answer. question, actually. Yeah. No odd job? Jaws. Well, that that seemed too easy, honestly. Well, I, you I didn't want to say it, <laughs> <laughs> but I want something unique. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. But um, I guess I would go have to go with odd job. Yeah, like a good mm-hmm. bowler hat. I mean, something unique would be like Tatsu in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing all their dirty work for Shredder. Gordy, anything? Uh, I don't really have an answer. Why do you have to spring stuff on me? It's too early for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I have an answer, and it will come to me after we're done recording. Just if you think just of it, just go, feel go. free to shout How's it out. That? Don't reference what you're actually referencing. Just feel free to shout out a random name, and we'll, 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 yes. we'll, we'll all know. We'll all wink together. We'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> E-wink. Right. Uh, yeah. Could it be one of those? Uh... <sighs> Hold on. Let me find her oh. name. All right. Holding. Let me find her name. Ursa. Ursa Ursa's is my answer. Ursa, yes. I just came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> right on the spot. Is, yes. Wow. Ursa is my answer. Nice. Okay. Okay, well, that's how you play. No, no everybody. everybody. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to Anna Quickies. Yep. Each week out now, we have one main movie of the week that we talk about, but we always have other movies that we see during the week that we saw called Anna Quickies. Yep. Abe, have you, seen, have you seen any other movies this week? I managed to watch The Book of Life. It was okay. It was not too bad. That's it? That's like it? Yeah. yeah. I like the Book of Life quite a bit. I liked when they sang, uh, what was that one song? I don't know. The cover of the Mumford and Son song. Michael, have you seen any other movies this week? I had just watched, or I'm getting through actually, um, The Act of Killing. So, oh. who's that? Oh, you hadn't seen The Act of Killing before? No, I haven't seen it yet. It's a fun family comedy, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really brings the gang together. <laughs> a lot of laughs. <laughs>, lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. <laughs> so that is a lot of laughs. That is quite a good and very dark documentary. <laughs> uh, Courtney, have you seen any other movies this week? Uh, I saw Home yesterday. I thought it was cute. It's been really quiet, so there hasn't been that much. Yeah, April's, uh, besides some smaller stuff, it's pretty much a dead zone in April beyond yeah. the one big thing that's coming out very soon. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, and I watched, um, well, I saw a documentary called Dior and I uh, about the uh, new creative uh, head of Christian Dior coming in and creating a an entire collection within eight weeks, which is basically unheard of Mm -hmm. um and it was pretty fascinating like compared with other fashion documentaries that's kind of like my thing i like seeing fashion documentaries uh and compared to other ones this is pretty good because you get to see like the atelier life and like it goes into more of the lives of the seamstresses who put in all this hard work and 
you know, you see these beautiful dresses that are, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and sometimes priceless. And you think of how much work goes into these, how many, how much man hours goes into these things. And it's quite moving, like when they have to say goodbye to, they're essentially saying goodbye to their child, their baby. Mm. And uh, it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. So those are my two movies I saw this week. So it was, I guess it was a pretty good week. The week before was an awful week. It was like everything I was watching <laughs> was awful. Well, I'll, I think I'm going to talk about one of those films right now. Yeah, you are. Um, but first up, I did. I will say I did see Home as well. Uh, we're not going to talk about it on the show as like a full episode, but um, I will say, yeah, that's a movie that I that I watched. It's animated. Um, it's got its moments. Um, the Gunman I saw. Yeah, with Sean Penn. All right. <laughs> this is this is a movie. <laughs> um, um, what's? Oh boy, I so I yeah I really disliked this movie quite a bit. Um, it's it, it, it's the most like generic sort of action movie you get, where you have Sean Penn, but it's like so draw it's so needlessly complicated and drawn out when it's just mm-hmm. such a simple like <laughs> idea. But it's like Sean Penn plays a guy who's like ex special forces and he like was in the congo and he did some bad things and um years later he's working he's he's surfing and working at an ngo because he's sean penn and that's what he does in real life and he's movie. working at an ngo this movie sounds like they're well that's it sean, i mean i feel smart like the movie well the movie's like 20 minutes longer just so like sean ken can like show that in real life he also does this stuff so he might uh, as well incorporate okay. it into his movies <laughs> so it feels like it's dragging because sean penn who has a co-writing credit on the film Presented really? by Amazon wow. Instant Video or whatever, by the way, which I saw in the opening. Was like, that's a, that's a fun credit. Um, it, it, he, he's working. He's you know he's trying to do peace, but then people come back and drag him back in as he has to like stop some people from killing him because they learn about his thing they did in the past, and it just takes forever to get going. And Javier Bardem's in here like doing nothing useful. Idris Elba was in the trailer. Was Idris Elba? Idris Elba, whose third build, I believe, in the opening credits, does not show up until like an hour and 20 minutes into this damn movie. (laughs) I turned to Fred and I was like, I would just like to remind you, Idris Elba still hasn't shown up. (laughs) Like during the movie, and he started laughing, and then. And then maybe like ten minutes later, he shows up. Then he disappears again. Yeah, and it's he, he like he's advertising, about- and it feels like it feels like he was like walking around like around the set, dressed in like his Luther costume. And, and they like, just said, just "Hey, do you, have, do you have two minutes? Let's let's change his tie and see if he wants to be in this movie for a little bit." And like that's, that's his role. But the uh, the movie, it's just it's so everything about it. So in terms of like its plotting, is so just you've seen everything before. There's nothing unique about it. Like it's. The action is, like, fine-ish. It's better than Taken 3, but everything is, so that's not saying much. But, like, it's from director Pierre Morel, who did the first Taken. did Taken. You know, the good one, as well as District (laughs) B-13, which I love. And he's, like, he's a competent action director, but the story is just, god, awful. And you have, like, you have this female character who's 20 years younger than Sean Penn, so, of course, they're in love, and he needs to rescue her, like, all the time. I I uh, I'm calling BS on that that he's an a comp like a competent action director, moving the camera around, moving the camera around when these people like have choreographed like a pretty good action stunt sequence, and then shaking the camera needlessly just because shaky cam like I don't think that qualifies as co- like competent. I don't yeah, know. You palm green grass. I, I I think people have definitely. Uh, reinterpreted the Paul Greengrass way of thinking. I, 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 I know what you're saying, and I think I say comp- 
competent in terms of compared to other action directors that do the same thing that I don't like at all. I can at I least follow guess. what's going on in this movie. Eh. It's all bad. <laughs> I agree with it's you. All bad. Yeah, it's there's very very little of me that's saying like it's you know worth seeing because of the action. It's more of just like well, it looked nifty in some spots, but it's yeah, it's just wait, wait. yeah, it it is. What let me get a plot clarification. So he's somebody found out some dirt on him, so he's got to go and kill everybody because of that. Well, well they tried or, to kill, or him. they want to bring him back and he doesn't want to come back in. No, they they he's tried to, they tried to kill him based on something he did in the past, so he has to kill them back before they oh, killed him. Oh, and he also has to see. He his has girlfriend. to kill them he back. To, he has to see him to see. He has to, he has to save his ex girlfriend, who um, is now like married to Javier Bardem, to his former best friend. His former best friend Javier Bardem. Uh, okay. <laughs> Love I had triangle. To, like, I had to, like, yeah. Okay. I had to run home to write my review because I knew I would forget it the next morning. So I was like fiendishly like at my computer. Like when I got home, I was like. Jeff was trying to interrupt me. I was like, shut up, shut up. I need to write this before I forget it. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot. <laughs> Definitely a movie that I saw. Uh, there's so many things. <laughs> to, like, to cr- like, Sean Penn, like, what he's doing in it, like, it's not... You look at, like, Liam Neeson and you see, like, well, he has, like, stature and gravitas where he doesn't have to do action to convey that he's intimidating. Sean Penn seems like a guy that's going to beat you up in the back of an alley somewhere. And that's, mm-hmm. they definitely play that up mm-hmm. and good on him for, you know, working out or doing, you know, his job, like in terms of bringing something to, I mean, it, as a producer and co-writer, he, he, it seems like he certainly wanted to do something like this, even though it just isn't very good, but yeah. mm-hmm. it just, and I mean, yeah, I mean, you have Javier Bardem and you have Idris Elba and you, you have like, you have, you have actors that are good at this kind of thing. But then again, we're going to get into this with Insurgent in terms of how you waste talent in a movie, but it's, it's just like. Yeah, the, this latest entry in the you know older action star type movie is just this. This does nothing to it that makes it anything different whatsoever. Oh, the other yeah. thing I was going to tell you was in the screening that I went to, they had um, I call them the riffraff, but the regular people who come in and yeah. get free tickets or whatever, and then show you when to laugh and when to cry. <laughs> they even left early from the movie. <laughs> like they clocked out like ten minutes before it ended. It has like nine endings. Yes. <laughs> so they they clocked out at the first ending, and then they noticed that it was still going. Some of them. So then they stayed a little longer. But it was like five minutes before the credits actually start rolling. They were like, "We're done." So even they can't be bothered to stay. Well, it made a whopping four million at the box office this weekend, or something like. I'm pretty sure that's about right, actually. But um, I mean, the sad thing is that's four million dollars more than I have. So, all right, <laughs> five million. My bad. So, oh, <laughs> yes, five million. <laughs> no, it's not exactly kicking off Sean Penn's action star career <laughs> oh, yeah. right there. So uh, that's the gunman. All right, that's that now, quickies. Yeah. Let's move on now. Let's get to movie trailer talk, where we discuss one of the newest movie trailers that came out, what we think of it, and what have you. And this week. Uh, for one thing, before we get to what we're going to talk about, the Mission Impossible trailer like just dropped this morning. And it's I know. Cool. Well, it's pretty cool. But <laughs> we'll save that TV for spot, Yeah, that's a way to start off the morning. It's a good. It was a good way to start off. Exactly. But uh, Mission Impossible ro- Cole. Ro- sorry, Mission Impossible is tricky. Mission colon Impossible dash Rogue Nation. I guess. I don't. I don't think there's a dash there. I got confused. There's no dash. Just it's because yeah. they already have a colon in Mission and Impossible, so they can't have yeah. a colon after Impossible. <laughs> so like having a subtitle <laughs> really messes it up. 
But, uh, I would be calling it Rock Nation because that's what I it keeps reminding me of Rock Nation, Jay Z's company. Not Rhythm Nation. <laughs> I would love Mission Impossible Rhythm, Rhythm Nation. Nation. My God, yes. It's just a giant dance movie. A dance Somebody song. make that up now. Like, put it on the internet. You heard it here first. <laughs> so yeah, that's our thoughts on Mission Mission Colon Impossible Rhythm Nation. Uh, moving on, the Pixels is the trailer we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, Pixels is the new film adapted from, I believe, a YouTube like a, a short, a short, a short yeah. that was went viral on YouTube about um, old arcade heroes being turned into an alien invasion force. And so this live action, big budget adaptation is essentially all these arcade heroes, like aliens, basically received a message from Earth and interpreted the video game characters within said message as a way, a means to destroy the planet. And so we have things like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and Space Invaders invading Earth and going after it. And then, of course, who else? If, if there was a set of characters you could think that could stop these sorts of forces, obviously you would say it's Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Michelle Monaghan, Josh Gad, and Peter Dinklage. I mean, those are just the yeah. names that I'd think of in this kind of scenario. That's exactly what comes to the top of my head. Exactly. And so Chris, yeah. director Chris Columbus has got Home Alone Chris Columbus, <laughs> Columbus. has got these, this, this motley crew together, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to fight against the arcade heroes to save the planet. So, with all that in mind, Michael Lee, what did you think of the trailer for Pixels? Uh, I thought it got, I got a few laughs out of it. I mean, but overall, it's just a teaser, so it's like, uh, I'm expecting a little more, especially towards the end of that uh, the teaser itself. I don't when, know if we can talk know, about when, it. When Pac-Man bites when, the hand of his creator. Yeah, bites, bites the, the hand. Bite, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, I didn't expect that. So, Courtney? I say that sarcastically. No. So. Uh, I think it's a clever idea. Uh, but as with everything that Adam Sandler does, it's like he'll take whatever the script is that, you know, a really clever writer will do. And then he and his, like, gang of like you know producers or what have you uh his people his posse will like adam sandler it up so then that's when it gets like to be you know the stuff that nobody likes so it seems like i can see the clever idea there and i like what i'm seeing but i'm afraid that they're gonna adam sandler this up and you know just by casting you can see that he already he he has so then that makes me worried for the script. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the short a lot. That was like many, many years ago, but, um, a few I, years ago. yeah, it was like three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, when Kim James showed up, I was like, Oh wow. So that means that Chris Rock and David Spade and all those guys are probably going to show up too. And I'm not, they, they weren't shown. Maybe they're going to make cameos, but for the most part, I like the premise. Uh, I'm, Excited to see where it's going. I mean, I don't think it was written by Adam Sandler or adapted by Adam Sandler, so that's probably a good thing. It's uh, uh it's Tim Hurley, and that's an Adam Sandler like that's oh, one it's of his it's boys. one of his buddies. Mm. Yep. Okay, <laughs> so we'll wait and change see, but that. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. It just depends on how much of the original voice is still like left intact. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Looking at this, I, I can see where the I'm a little more optimistic. I can see the apprehension involved, given that yeah, it's another kind of big. It's a big Adam Sandler movie in the summer, but I'd like to think that having Chris Columbus as the director, not like Frank Caracci yeah. or one of those guys that do, you know does you know the Grown Ups films or 
the uh, you know the the other ones that have you know, was it uh, the sister one that I can't think of. Uh, uh... J- Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Yeah. All oh, these. It's gosh. like it's yeah. Chris. It's Chris Columbus who you know does attach his like. I don't think he's the greatest of directors, but he does attach himself to you know things like the Harry Potter movies or Doubtfire, or Home the Home Alone. Like he he makes more I guess accessible family friendly movies that tend to like do okay um, in terms of their quality. And I'd like to think that there's going to be more of that than the kind of Sandlerisms. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up being a PG film as opposed to PG thirteen. Um, or at least a, it'd be at least a soft PG-13. I do think there's kind of a... I'd like to think that there's going to be a, a, a desire to make this more of a movie that happens to star Adam Sandler as opposed to an Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that that's... And just, you know, the very premise does excite me. And yeah. I, I, I like what I'm seeing here. I like the effects of this. I like that it's an, an alien invasion movie that has this this terrific conceit of using arcade characters like that's mm-hmm. that's fun and you mentioned kevin james abe and what i like about seeing kevin james is i like kevin james in general um what i liked in this trailer is that there's not one fat joke about kevin james so automatically that's plus right there <laughs> that we've uh, heard yet they might be saving them for the movie <laughs> yeah oh, no, i've seen lots of kevin joke. james trailers where they tend to play up the fat jokes right away so i mean they... <laughs> And, they're and if, saving anything, it. if anything, they're hiding this film's secret weapon, which which would be Peter Dinklage. I feel like he, who's, yes. like, who's apparently playing like a. If anyone's seen the King of Kong, the doc, the Donkey Kong documentary, which is absolutely terrific. Is he playing it. the? He's playing a version of the Billy Mitchell character. Ah, like, that's the okay. idea of him. That excites me, right? Along with it that's being funny. Peter Dinklage in one of these movies, like I, yeah. I'd like to think that he'd sign on to something that actually interests him in some way. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, can't, yeah. can't go wrong with Peter Dinklage, like ever. You got Dinklage, and I, I, I like Josh Gad in general. I like Michelle yeah, Monaghan. Like it's Gad got too. Brian Cox in here, apparently. There's a lot of there's a lot of people involved that I like. And again, with the conceit of you know what this what the premise of this film is, there's just a lot here that, and and I did like the trailer. Like I had fun with the trailer. I, I didn't. I can yes, I, I see like the, it has some of the the writers involved with other Adam Sandler movies. But at the same time, I'd like to think that they're try they're gonna try and go for something here that's a little a little less raunchy and maybe plays a little more. Towards oh the, yeah, I mean the that's, that's probably ones, for right? sure that it's gonna be less raunchy, but yeah, I, I'm excited too. I just some of the some of the folks on here just make me a little bit less motivated to go see it right away. You know, you talked about casting as spoiler alerts. Um, Sean Bean is listed on uh, on the credits for uh, Pixels. Uh, Does that mean he dies? <laughs> or he's a he's a bee. He's Cross been, hybrid B. He's been doing good the recent years. He hasn't died for a while. <laughs> he's betrayed some people, but <laughs> kind of, I guess. I I still don't know what his his motivations were in Jupiter Sunday. Exactly, yeah. But, um... <laughs> oh, I didn't even watch that. Yet. Yeah, it's, uh, that's was that a those. movie we all saw? <laughs> but uh, Pixels arrives in theaters on July twenty fourth this summer. So we'll see. Ooh. All right. So with all that said, I think it's time now to move on to the main review for The Divergent Saga, colon, Insurgent. You found it. The future our people deserve. What does Janine think is in that box, Caleb? I don't know, but she's testing Divergent. Searching for the one who can open it. Find them. Every last one of them. Janine's never gonna stop coming after us. 
It's time we fight back. We don't have the numbers. We will. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Insurgent. This film picks up where the first film left off. Triss, Theo, Four, and Ka- that's a names right there. And Caleb, making up the Shailene, Shailene Woodley on-screen boyfriend dream team, are on the <laughs> run as Kate Winslet's evil Janine hunts down divergence for her own nefarious purposes. What will come of this? What's really going on? Is this a movie? I see Mackay Pfeiffer. The film is directed by Robert Schwentke, <laughs> taking over for Neil Berger. Uh, Courtney, you are a fan of the first film. How did you think the sequel stacked up? Um, okay, so uh, I really championed the first film, despite its flaws. It had many flaws and and still left with many questions, too. Um, so I watched it again recently and liked it way less than when I originally saw it. But I still champion Triss as that... Uh, quote unquote, strong female character. I think she begins divergent and ends divergent in two different places. And she's much more interesting at the end of divergent. Um, But then when we start out in insurgent, she starts out really strong. She gets a sassy haircut. She's mouthing off to people. She's, you know, going through the throes of grief, having lost her family. Uh, And then it goes nowhere. She just proves again, it's the same old chosen one special snowflake story where it's like, you know, it just becomes so incredibly generic. And like the longer the movie goes on, thank God it's brief. It's not a long movie. It's 20 minutes shorter than Divergence, which I'm very happy with. (laughs) Yes. Thank God. But then when I'm sitting there and there's so much stuff that doesn't make any kind of emotional impact, I was just, I was getting more and more frustrated as the movie was going on. And then, you know, towards the end, can we talk about spoilers here or not? Should not I? so much, no. Um, if we keep so going the, and we really want to dive into it, we can. But for now, Yeah, the, the final 20 minutes, I was just ready to, you know, throw my popcorn in the air and leave. Just because <laughs> it was making no, 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 con, like no connection with me. It was just such a giant waste of time just to show CG effects. And they look okay, but then there's no... It doesn't have any kind of narrative impact either, so it's just kind of a waste of time. So that's how I felt about the movie. And there's there's one character in there where I didn't talk about it in my review, and I don't think it's so much a spoiler, but um, now Bradley Cooper's ex-girlfriend, Suki Waterhouse, is in this. And they made a big deal about her being cast in this movie, and she's literally in it for five minutes. I, I have and, no idea who this person is in real I don't know who that is either. Yeah. Okay, so, like, so this is what pretty much encapsulates the movie's problems for me, is that none of the characters that they introduce I didn't form any kind of connection with. Even some of the new people I didn't really care about. Johnny Weston is pretty good in this. He's the guy that... Roughs her up on the train. Oh, he's that's Johnny West? Okay. Yeah. Because he and was like in Project Almanac and he was yeah. in some and other things like, I've seen. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Chasing Mavericks? Chasing Mavericks, that's the other one. Yeah. Which yeah. I actually didn't like him in that much. But. I didn't like him in that much either, but I think he's a really comp- like, he's a competent actor and he's really good with action stunts and stuff. Um, so maybe I'd like to see his career take off a little more, but. Um, None of these characters that they introduce really mean anything. And the Suki Waterhouse character, she's playing this girl, Marlene. And they make a big deal about her. I think she goes in, I think she's in the scene in Candor for like 30 seconds. 
She helps like to get them out. And then when they have the little mind control thingies that are forcing them to do things, Mm -hmm. um, they make a big deal about what her character's name is. They're like, get down from there. We've never seen you before. You know, when she's up on the, like the, it's not a roof, but that ledge. She's the one on the ledge. Uh, Yeah. She's the the blonde girl on the ledge. In the middle? In the middle. Yeah. Okay. Now I know who this Ah, is in terms of she's the one in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Who is she she besides Bradley Cooper's girl, ex-girlfriend? Like who? She's, um, okay. I'm such a nerd. She, she's a model. Um, and she's a really good model. She's, and she's got her, her eyebrow game is like on point right Second now. Second to none. Too. Okay. <laughs> Second to none. You can't beat her. Her and uh, the girl in Paper Towns, they have like the best eyebrows in the show, but in, uh, in the modeling world. Anyways, so she's basically a model turned actress. And um, so her character is the one in <laughs> the middle. First for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Her character is the one in the middle. And we've never really come to meet her character or seen her character. Tris never talks to her. She, this Marlene character never really talks to anybody that we saw. And they make this big deal about, Oh my gosh, we need to save these girls that are up on the ledge. And they're like, what's her name? And like Zoe Kravitz, like her name is Marlene. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So then it goes into this whole, like, then I started thinking about fight club. His name is Robert Paulson, (laughs) that whole thing. So it's like, her name is Marlene. Her name is Marlene. She is, you know, she is everyone. And, you know, and then she dies and you're supposed to be feeling this like weight of like, oh my gosh, the stakes are real. Like this is a real death we should be feeling. Whereas meanwhile, I'm just laughing because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like you've just wasted maybe about 10 minutes on this scene that literally meant nothing to me. You could cut this out. And I would have been fine with this story. Like, who cares what her name is? Who is this Marlene? Maybe the book goes into it more. I don't know. I didn't read the books. But maybe she was a fan favorite and they felt, like, obligated to put her in. Um, And this film, I don't know. Like, I've heard from fans who were like, we love this movie. But then I've heard from other fans of the book series who were like, we hated this. Like, there was too much going on and it wasn't – it wasn't exactly like how the book is and they're bringing in characters from the first book who, you know, who are fan favorites that Uriah character is from Divergent, the first book. And he makes the appearance for, again, 10 minutes in Insurgent uh, when he's in Candor, the guy they meet on the roof. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know any of these people's names, but if you mentioned the well, scene, I'll probably well, know. Court, let's get to the others, Courtney, and we'll get back <laughs> yeah. to all this stuff. But I, I want to go next because you're mentioning this Marlene character, and it reminds me of my – it's my problem with the film, too, where there's a lot of focus on someone named Will that apparently uh, yes. Tris killed in the last movie. Yes. I have no memory of this whatsoever, which is probably my, my big problem with the, this series. I don't care about this franchise. Um, yes. I wasn't I wasn't big on the first film. Um, it had its moments and things, but I mean – it just I walking into this one, I was like, I feel like I know what was happening, so I guess I got go what's going on going into Insurgent. But I'm watching it, it's like she keeps talking about this Will person. There's a lot of drama about Will that she killed. I was like, mm-hmm. who is Will? And it reminded Will? me of this other thing where I I remember in the first movie where like someone like kills themselves because they knew they were gonna get cut from the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought it was one person, but it was someone else completely who I didn't recognize. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm just not. There's too many like bland white characters in this movie. <laughs> like I don't know who's who anymore. So Will falls into this category as well. I figured out who it is since then, but 
watching it, I was like, why is there so much drama around this? So it's just, I feel like I just, I don't have an attachment here. And yes, I didn't read the books, but at the same time, I don't know, c- cinematically, these movies, I mean, there's other movies, you know, adaptations that I've seen where I haven't read any of the books and I have much more of an attachment to what's going on just because I cared more. And I don't care much about all this, which is a shame because I, there's there's bits and pieces of this film that I think work better than the first in terms of like it's a faster paced movie. There's some nifty action in it. There's a lot of good actors here. Although most of them are like I feel so bad for like Miles Teller who just feels like he's just like kind of kind of slope like he's uh, kind of one of my favorites in the movie because he's yeah, got yeah, he's he's some stuff to do. Well, he's Honestly. the one that makes her seem effortless. Like he just kind of walks <laughs> in, says some lines, and then is back in the background for the movie. Like there's so many <laughs> other people. You have like Octavia Spencer here and Naomi Watts. You know, terrific actors who are just like. Yep, I'm playing this type of character. I'm the wise soothsayer <laughs> that's all about peace, and I'm the mom who wants to lead a rebellion. Like, there's just, but there's no challenge, and just the the stakes of this film feel so like there's no real urgency in it because um, I'm watching Triss, who coming out of the first film, I figured, okay, so she's like the chosen one, right? Everyone knows this, and apparently everyone doesn't know this. Like, it takes a whole half of this movie for everyone to realize that she's the chosen. I feel like I thought we already established that, but whatever. Okay, it's just there's so little done to make to get me like engaged by this this film series where i feel like other movies like the hunger games franchise which i enjoy i feel like it does a better job of giving me more to work with in terms of why i should care about the things going on so just walking out of this which which another thing it ends quite well to an extent in terms of wrapping up a certain story arc but it makes me wonder there are two more movies like there's there are two there are two <laughs> they're yeah. making they they're doing the part one part two thing with the next Ugh. one which I assume is called the Divergentiest. But uh, that's it. Michael, what did you think of Insurgents? Well, I, I have to agree with you kind of on the whole um, thing that it just ends. So it, it, it's perfect for people that... Um, no, well, I wouldn't go as far as saying perfect, but it, it just ends. And for me, as a person who didn't see the first one... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some condensed cinema sins version of it. So it's like, okay, I'll watch that just to get myself into it and... This was a lot worse than that. So, but yeah, um, I'll, I'll be. That's the best thing about this, besides Miles Teller, is it just ends. It's like okay, and then you, like you said, you start to realize there's two more of these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, how how can you follow this train wreck up? Honestly, with a bigger train wreck, I guess. But um, with all the, I just feel that it's so tonally lost and just thematically repetitive like you've seen this all before and it's like it feels like a watered down version of um hunger games with the whole factions and she is the chosen one and there's a ruthless leader and there's a dystopian world and all this things like we've seen this before somewhere and it's like it's all kind of like hunger games and um then there's this doohickey that i just could not just can you get past the doohickey thing honestly can we yeah, talk about there's, that there's a box that there, there that is a box <laughs> that needs to be well, opened it's the, whole, it's the whole macguffin thing that's been around forever like people are not going to lose a macguffin it's just yeah i guess and then the whole she's the the, the only um divergence can open it it's like oh my gosh she's going to kill off divergence just to open this box and i would i was thinking during this whole process and since I'm not really familiar with you guys, uh, with the movies, um, why doesn't she just use Divergence as some like elite force 
you know, it's it's to me they they never really specify why the divergents are such a threat to society, right? That, that I just don't remember any of that at all. Um, it's more of during like the a, whole film. It's I guess it's more of an implied threat because it's it's different than the because the the erudites I believe was that what it is the I think so. the sorority <laughs> pants is yeah uh, the blue group. <laughs> The blue, the blue group. Uh, yes, the, that's how the, we describe the, it in the first one. The, yeah. the blue yeah. man group. The people who are blue. <laughs> the blue man group. They're you know they they pride themselves for being you know basically the best, even though it's unofficially you know they're best just the one best of the, the other best, factions. Sir. So by having divergence, which are better than the best, that's automatically a threat. Apparently, <laughs> I guess is the logic yeah. there. That, okay, that makes plenty of sense then. I I, I guess, but um yeah, they're so one dimensional with these characters. They they have. Mm-hmm. They, there's they add absolutely nothing to the narrative and um there's so much flip-flopping going around <laughs> i don't want to say it's, a, it's an from who, but of, it's... of the series i think where the characters because they have factions that makes them one-dimensional so it's it's hard to to root for them because it's they they only have one drive which is to basically support what they do in their factions so right Kate yeah. winslet has to be the way she is because she's she's erudite and and mild God, I don't even know what to do with Miles Teller. But like, you have the other. Put like, her back in Whiplash. We can laugh at Miles Teller. The Dauntless people, like, they have to be a certain way because that's the only way they think. Like, there's just there's the movie limits itself by default because that's what the premise is requiring yeah. of them. Which is why the Divergents are inherently interesting people. That's why Shailene Woodley's good in the film because she has something to work with. Except this film, large, she's largely. I mean, she gets to be involved in things, but most of the stuff she does she's aided by four like really like four does a lot of the heavy lifting in this movie (laughs) yeah i tried to pay attention to but then i just like started hearing alarm bells in my head like who was getting her out of each of these situations each time was it a man getting her out of these situations or was it herself that was getting her out and i remember that was something that we kind of talked about in the first one Mm -hmm. just in terms of well is this a strong female character lead because she's She's doing some stuff on her own, uh, and well, she's quite honestly, proactive in the first one. Yeah, and she's quite honestly, like, we've yeah. seen so many of these young adult movies that they were starting to blur. Because at one point in the movie, I'll get into some general thoughts too. But at one point in the movie, I was uh, I was thinking, did they save a baby in the first one? And then I was like, oh no no no, that that was the giver. Um, <laughs> and, and then I was like, oh right 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 okay. But generally. Uh, my quick thoughts, and then let's get into this because it sounds like this is going to be a hoot. Um, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Tor McClure goes back on stage and does a, a Planet of the Apes musical, and then they pan to the audience, and uh, Homer says, I love legitimate theater. Yes. And then Bart says, This play has everything, <laughs> and this movie has everything. <laughs> Do you want. Narrative that goes nowhere? Yes. Do you want characters that start out in the beginning of the movie and, you know, easily just disperse them, dispense themselves? Yes, this has that. Her brother is there for like three minutes and then he says, just, you know, it's so easy for him to say, guys, uh, you guys can go on alone. I'm just going to get out of the screen so that the movie can focus on you two. Miles Teller easily says, like, hey, they're up here. And then just gets away from the movie until the third act. Um, there's like a lot of killing, which makes no sense to a me. A lot of gun yes, violence. Yes, the in this killing movie. was so <laughs> arbitrary. Yeah, so arbitrary. Like, it's like honestly. yeah. It's so like Michael, kill one character, they don't kill the other one who's in that exact scene, and then yeah. later you see him, and you're like, 
wait a second, how did he survive? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, because they, they had tracer bug things that, well, that, that took it away with everything. That didn't no, make any sense either. The tracer no bug thing either, doesn't though. make sense at all either because it's like Johnny Weston's character is like, we got these things in us now. And it was yes. like, wait a second, Johnny Weston, you were not in that scene. How did you get that stuff put in you? Right. Like, yeah. there's no. Not only that, but that there's. just didn't show up. It was. Yeah. It was the the um, Dauntless people, the rogue Dauntless that showed up to get them out. It wasn't Johnny Weston. And so when he was like, I got this thing in me, I was like, um, how did that happen? Yeah. But earlier, there's the train sequence, which I actually really liked, you know, Jai Courtney. We mentioned him in the beginning. Jai Courtney is very fun in this movie because he has stuff to do. Ginny's never going to stop searching for you. Why? What does she want with her? Look, all I know is she's exactly what Janine needs. She's the perfect subject. You're responsible for the death of hundreds of people. You know the punishment for that. Listen, I found a way to live with the blood on my hands. And can you? Yes. Um, and his hair is a little bit dialed back from the Macklemore. It is. Yeah, there's the, there's less Macklemore in this movie. That's what I thought of, too. But there's a scene where they're getting on a train. They have a fight sequence. People are killed. There's teenagers that are killed. And then all of a sudden, the guy's just like, hey, by the way, my real name's uh, Jedediah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you could have just stopped all this killing. Like, there's just throwaway people that are dying, which makes no sense at all. There's no repercussions. There's a lot of gratuitous – yes, two things. There's a lot of gratuitous action in this movie, and the no repercussions thing is amazing because of – as I said, there's a lot of gun violence in this movie, but because there's no blood, it's okay. So it's one of these PG-13 movies where you can yeah. easily shoot people, and the consequences are there because, hey, he's not alive anymore. But it's okay because it's bloodless, so it's okay to accept certain yeah. aspects of this because but, it fits into a yeah. PG-13 and I, realm. And I will say this, though. I'm sure – like what Courtney brought up early i thought about this too the fans of the book series probably were like this is great because i heard some hooping and hollering in the movie and i am pretty sure that people who enjoyed the first one were probably going into it without much regard they're just they probably like this one too but for the most part this movie is all over the place i didn't know that it was uh you guys said that it was shorter but i was like this movie feels really long because mm-hmm. i don't know where it was going to end mm-hmm. and and it also took a really long time for it to pick up plus all this dialogue is terrible. Oh, yeah, it's really badly yes. written. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> I can't let anyone else die because of me. No one else is going to die because of me. You know, I'm just one person. I'm not worth it. No, you are worth it. You are worth it to me. You have to promise me that you're not going to leave it. I want you to promise me that you won't go. So... I mean, to your point, Aaron, about, you know, there are some really good actors in here that are wasted. If there were mediocre actors, if, if Lily Collins was in this movie, it would be a terrible movie. Like, I'm almost certain of it. But because there's people who can act, I mean, like, Ansel Elgort, he does nothing in this movie. But because he's pr- kind of like a, a an okay actor, he could probably pull it off kind of thing with some facial emotions. Can we talk but, about the fact that Ansel Elgort, Miles Teller, and Theo James are all like in the same scene together, and it's really awkward that like yeah. Shailene Woodley's made out with each of them in a movie? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Okay. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but this movie, again, like one of the things I didn't like about it was that it brings these adult themes into this you know young adult series. And they're trying to go for like the goofy fun, like I'm I'm the 
the savior kind of thing, which I, I never really liked. Aaron, I've talked about that on the show, which is like the 15-year-old who can save the world kind of thing. Um, but I didn't like how they had this sex fade to black scene. I was like, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish here because this is something that is really just throwing everything into the uh, a movie mm-hmm. that you want to accomplish with a teenage audience. So it, It's weird that they had – that love scene felt really weird to me. Uh, because in the first one it was, their romance was so chaste and like, it was just very much of let's take it slow. And then this one, it's like, all bets are off. Let's go for it, buddy. You know, it's just, it was such a weird dichotomy to have this like one message from the first movie saying, Hey teens, take it slow. And then this one going, all bets are off, you know, let's just, you know. Doesn't matter anymore. Let's just do this. When like, it comes to suicidal factionless people, you better get ready. <laughs> I I mean, to be fair, he was he was pretty upset, you know. So he he stormed upstairs, and then she wait, followed. Right? Wait a minute. Did we just hit what? on that? Four has mommy issues. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh. <laughs> the first time in film. Yeah. <laughs> Four has I mean, mommy issues, and so forget this Oedipus. Is like I can fix you. And then that's why they do it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Revel- like- yeah, and they try to be clever with some of the, the dream sequence because she's supposed to have PTSD, and they're trying to be clever with oh. some of it. But it just turns creepy because there's one where Naomi Watts is in the dream. And I was like, I guess you like watching your son sleep. So, all right. <laughs> and then it's his dream sequence. One of the things I will say is some of the visuals kind of toward the end were kind of cool. Only, only one that kind of perked my ears up, which is when she has to go through a sim and four is there and then he fades away, and I was like, oh, that's a cool graphic there. I wonder how that looks in 3D. Um, but that was really the only one that, that kind of perked up my ears and said, hey, you know, at least they're they're kind of putting some some money behind some of the visual well, yeah, I mean, that's aspects. the kind of thing where I expect it to, I mean, movies like this, I expect to look good in some capacity. Like, it's not really, it's not much to praise for me unless it really does something out of this world that, yeah. that I haven't seen before. So it's seeing you know nifty special effects in a movie like this like yeah i expect to get some and yeah there's some things towards the end that like look fine it's just what's the what's the weight behind all of this and there's nothing there (laughs) i I don't think i think all this praise of well you know that 20 a lot of people were trying to correct me after and like well that 20 minute you know special effects sequence look really really good and like stuff that we hadn't seen before but there's no narrative drive behind that and you can do both of those things at the same time and that's what makes me so irate is because that's lazy screenwriting it's just lazy and even the dream sequences were going were making me so angry because you can only do the it's just a dream thing for maybe one maybe two times but the fact that this movie does it over and over and over again makes me completely disengage with it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you guys have mentioned all the weight stuff, right? So there's a character in here, again, Aaron, you, what's that guy? Will, right? So Will apparently was shot in the first one, and Zoe Kravitz is there, and she's just like, what happened to Will? And then yeah. she's really upset at, at, at uh, Triss. And then two minutes later, she's like, nah, it's cool. Like, I guess I'll fight with Triss. Like, no worries about it, because there's just nothing that reveals. And, again, maybe this is all just fan service that we don't understand. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's all fan service that we don't understand. But because of that, you should make a movie that's coherent enough for all audiences to say, oh, okay, yeah. 
I understand. Well, it's the kind of thing that relies on an, an understanding that the first mo- that you enjoy or at least have some regard for the first movie, and it's just not there for me. So I, yeah. by by way of that, I don't have a care for characters I barely remember from one movie that still seem to matter in this one, especially when there's no flashback or anything. Like I'm yeah. to work with yeah, the, there the one, like one person crying yeah, about there another really person. Wasn't. I couldn't remember why they were all together at the end there too, because I, I thought that Miles Teller kind of turned on on Tris in the first yes. one. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, why is no, he with they, this? They, 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 um, did they, they make all... up? No, they kid. Like they, they took him. Like, they, they took oh, him because okay. he was on the bad side, and they just took him. Basically, he gotcha. Okay, essentially like... a hostage who was freely freely walking around with them. Yeah, I know. They're just like freely walking around, like on the outskirts of town, where all if you're looking for these these uh, rogue divergent people from Dauntless, why didn't they just go and storm everybody's? Uh, every faction and say, "Hey, we're looking for these people here." Well, well, and... they were, well, the thing is, they weren't. That's that was part of my issue with the idea of like, so wait, she's not the one that they're completely after. It's just they're looking for a divergence in general, and so they were storming. Uh, okay. They were storming every faction, and yep. they eventually got to the Octavia Spencer faction, which had, which is you know the the OSF, and um, they um, the <laughs> and they had the those specific people happened to be there. It's just. Yep. I, I assumed that, yes, Shaley, Triss was the one they were after, but that's not the case, even though the first movie seemed to imply, like, you know, she's the rogue. Yeah, she, she's, she's like, she's the, the she's one the that Neo. we find. Right. Apparently that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> and- yeah, they were just, they didn't know, in the first one, they didn't know which divergent they wanted. They know they needed gotcha. a divergent, but they were just uh, looking for all divergents in general. Right. And then this movie came up with that stupid doohickey that, you know, the scanner thing. And was like, <laughs> the you make know, it you're, easy device. You're, yeah. you're, you're, exactly. You're 75%. So, okay, you're not it. And then they're like, oh, and then, you know, things happen. It just, I don't want to spoil anything, but things just, happen. You, you, you watch the first movie and you think, well, Shailene Woodley just stabbed Kate Winslet in the hand, so clearly she should be the one that she's after, and that wasn't the case at all. Apparently. That's, yeah, right. So she, was, she was surprised when when, she, when Triss gets found again. She's like, oh, she's like, oh it, was it, you. it was her. You're the divergent I'm after. And then she's got like a bad guy monologue. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why is this happening? You, know, you didn't want like vengeance on this girl that stopped your entire revolt from the last yeah. movie, and also you know, and in, ran in, away sta- from you, and also you know, put a giant knife through your hand like you weren't at like. She really, her concern wasn't with her, which was odd to me. So, yeah. One of right. the, one of the scenes I liked was, uh, or was confusing, was when they raid Dauntless, uh, and then Can't why doesn't Mackay Pfeiffer get captured? He's in the yeah, same room. That's what I'm talking with about. Yeah, what Courtney. happened to his? This is what I was talking about earlier. When they're in Candor, when the Rogue Dauntless come in and save um, Triss and Four, or just was it just Triss? I don't Triss. remember. Yeah. Just Tris. Just Tris. And they rescue her from Jai Courtney and Mackay Pfeiffer. They shoot Jai Courtney, but they leave Mackay Pfeiffer alive? Well, How is that? He apparently wasn't a part of – or he apparently escaped because he, he goes and tells Kate Winslet that, hey, there's 100% But one. where did we see him escape? Because he was exactly. just standing no, there. Nowhere. Yes, that's the kind of thing that this movie is filled yeah. with. It's like confusing stuff where it was like, did I miss a scene? Did I zone out? Like, the only thing I can, like, with Miles Teller's character is he flip-flops in the first movie so much where you're like, why why are they even taking him on the train? But it's because he's Miles Teller, and girls love him. I love him. (laughs) 
but it's because he's Miles Teller. So, like, I can appreciate that he's carved out his own little niche into the series where he is just, he's Miles Teller, and they're going to build a role around him no matter what. So in this one, it feels like, oh, well, you accepted that he flip-flopped that first time? Well, let's make him flip-flop three more times in this movie. Well, I mean, he, really he stares intensely at wires at one point, so you know he feels bad about things. <laughs> I don't know. Does he feel bad about things? There's I like one know. scene where I, saw, where I thought, like, okay, well, he's – it's kind of like that scene in Star Wars where uh, the Emperor is just like electrifying Luke and Vader's just like, hmm, maybe I should do something? <laughs> <laughs> he stares a lot, though. They give Vader a lot of staring. They do. And, they and do Luke's, the, been, the... Luke's been working on him the whole time. He's calling Anakin. <laughs> he's giving <laughs> cookies behind the Emperor's back. Like, there's a lot of things being yeah. done to make sure <laughs> the Dark Vader then, gets hey, one, of, one of the uh, the story problems that I have with this, this I, I won't go into details, but so they have to find out something about this box that is uh, that will tell them a message, and I don't like how it conveniently says. You can end 200 years of your way of life, and people just accept that. It's kind of upsetting. Well, people didn't necessarily just accept that. I mean, well, I mean, they all have happy faces on there. One person didn't accept that, but um, she also gets executed. But we also don't know what they're accepting, Eddie. That's you know, that's the hope yeah, for which is, which is very yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting just to find out what lies beyond the wall, but. I mean, if you imagine, I just assume it's mechanical spider creatures. I, from which is a better movie, by the way. Well, uh, can we talk well, about how no one's gone beyond the fence yet? Like you would think that the fast like the fence. The fastness, <laughs> no, but isn't there a giant hole in that fence? There's like a big gate that opens. There's a yeah, I think it's the, factionless have, the factionless have nothing to lose. How come they haven't gone beyond the fence? Maybe they, they seem have. to be like, hey, let's just do this, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't go beyond the fence. It, because I guess it, when you're ingrained with the idea that, hey, beyond the wall is, there's nothing. Like, we are the last uh, group of civilization here. This so we've got to do. Huh? But then the factionless are like, they don't, they're rebelling already. Yeah, I know. It's kind of it's kind of so dumb. that doesn't make any sense that, you know, like, I hear your point, but then at the same time, I, that doesn't jive with what we've well, been told about. I mean, just the, the notion of factionless, doesn't that already defeat their whole entire system of factions? Yeah. Meaning like, hey, we're trying to create this perfect dis- or utopia where everyone fits in a particular role and you'll do that and then we'll be all we'll all be happy. Well they handled that in the last movie. I mean they talk about I, the factionless exist like we just we see them in this movie, but they're just it doesn't defy anything. It's just they're nothing. So uh, whatever. Okay. That's why they have the Abazabas making clothes for them. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why they all go hop on trains and just ride the rails. And yeah, they're they're just bums. <laughs> that's what they are. That's the that's the, that's what factions are. They're people who've given up. Yeah. yeah. Except for Naomi Watts. I mean, she has to dye her hair every day to make sure that she looks the part. So. She looks pretty young in this movie, and well, she looks young in general. But I mean, dude, yeah, she. I was like. Wow, who's that person? And it's like, yeah, oh, see, it's I Watts. almost didn't recognize her in the. Oh well, yeah, because they can't, because you you confuse Kate Winslet and Naomi Watts the whole time, so they had to make one of them. They had to make one of them brunette. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait, who's the leader of the rebels? And I was like, why is Scarlett Johansson? Oh no, it's Naomi Watts. All right, I think we've sufficiently talked about Insurgent. Yeah, I think uh, we have. When <laughs> this is a question, Courtney, when would you say people should go see Insurgent? Um, never. It's an option. Just... <laughs> 
Just yep, leave it in the first enough. movie and then just kind of ignore the rest of them. I don't know. I can't say I don't know what happens in Allegiant. Like, so I don't I haven't read ahead. I'm just letting the movies tell me the story. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I There's mean, I know something that worth of things I mean, that happen. Quite honestly, <laughs> I know something that happens in uh, in Allegiant, um, but I don't know how they're going to play it out. Yeah. So do vampires dig a baby out, out of her stomach at some point? Book, it might be what? interesting. So <laughs> where did you get know. that from? The, the Twilight, the Twilight stuff. <laughs> no, but what's weird about this movie, and like, just my final thought is, just it feels like they wrap everything up really well, and I was, and that's why I was surprised oh, yeah. that Aaron said that there's two more movies. I was like, but two it more, seems like, right? It seems two like more. All, there's two. Seems like yes. all the there's problems two got more. solved. It's a third book, but it's split into two. Yeah, like didn't the problems get solved in this one? Like the main. Pro antagonist is done, and then they set no, the they city. Need, this is people. like the um, this is like just the oh gosh, what do they call it in Glee? Like the semifinals or whatever. This is just the oh, semifinals okay. gotcha. to the fin like the finale. So now we're gonna see what's beyond the wall, and uh, this is what I'm getting from you know the end of this movie. You see what's beyond the wall, and you see how. They go and I'm assuming this is what they do, that they go and they find, you know, what's these people who sent the message in the box. Like, are those people still around? How does the societal like because this is essentially yeah. like this is yeah. essentially the, a Truman show that this mm. uh, the factions society mm. is in. They're stuck in this Truman show like thing. So they're going to go outside of the bubble. And I'm assuming this is what they do in Allegiant. But. They go outside of the bubble to see what there is and how to fit into like real world. Is it the real world? Like how Maybe it's does a double bubble? You know, double yeah. bubble. So I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. I would definitely wait for Cable and watch Divergent and Insurgent at the same time. That yeah. would be my answer. Sounds like a horrible mm. weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's a horrible. Michael, um, is watching the fifteen minute condensed version an option? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. Watch like some fifteen-minute condensed ripping apart this movie version on YouTube, and you'll you'll get your fill. <laughs> I think that peppers you with more snark though going into it than it does if you if you just watch the movie. That's just my opinion though, because those things get really snarky and mean. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, fan of them. but I think I that sets you up it. for like snarky, where we don't we don't need that much snark in our society anymore. True, Dad. Um, fans of this, fans of this movie and and book, probably you know theaters, right? But for this one, probably just regular TV, if not cable TV. Uh, it's it's really good to riff on if you're with friends. Yeah, I don't. If you if you like the first one, or you're just curious, I mean, obviously you're gonna you have seen this already, I'd imagine. So there you go. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, not, wasn't big on the first one, not big on the second one. And yet, there's still two more of these to go. So we'll see what happens. Uh -huh. Two. Well, <laughs> here's a question: if yeah. if it just bombs, are they going to make the the rest of the films? Well, Kinda it didn't like... just bomb. This movie made a uh, little, just about the same as Divergent did last year, which is about fifty four million, 50, and it's already yeah. made one hundred and one million worldwide. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's doing what it's doing. It helps that it's in three D. That you know, overseas yeah. likes that, and um, they they you know they're planning to do them. Like they're they're not giving up. Okay, and they they are you know profitable so 
Uh, that said, this one did cost like $25 million more than the first one, so, you know, there's that, but at the same time, it is making money at this time. So, I mean, unless there's a really sharp downturn next weekend, which I can't imagine because there's not many things coming out next weekend that say we should see this instead of that. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think that it's got such a groundswell of fandom that around it where they can't not make the other two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, yeah. like it or not, we're stuck in this. And- this is certainly the... The Lionsgate Summit knows what they're doing with this kind of thing, as opposed to some of the other ones that kind of threw stuff out there and just didn't pay off, such as Beautiful Creatures or uh, Ender's Game, which was unfortunate. I liked Ender's Game. Yeah, um, I liked Ender's Game. And like, it was, I, it was it's very too, underrated though. for what it is. I think they just made the mistake of making it a movie. It oh, should have been. It should have been a TV series. I, I agree. Uh, me and uh, Scott, Mendel- friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, we are big fans of Beautiful Creatures and how. Mm-hmm good it actually was compared yeah. to some of the money of the other one like the the mortal instruments or some of these other very much lesser ones that have come out lily collins um <laughs> you want to talk about eyebrows courtney lily collins i know she does have she was uh she's the purveyor of the eyebrow game i didn't daenerys targaryen start the whole eyebrow craze on game of thrones i don't know i don't I haven't watch. seen it <laughs> well you guys are behind so <laughs> anyway let's move on now let's get to it that was our review for insert the divergent series saga colon insurgent let's move on now to God, all these titles um wait till we get to marvel's Marvel's Joss Whedon's Avengers colon Age of Ultron <laughs> colon part two colon part colon. two <laughs> oh yeah Infinity War is gonna be insane hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Vision lives um, <laughs> let's get to our sponsor real quick today's broadcast is brought to you by audible.com get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash now podcast there are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your any kind of mp3 device um, I could recommend this Veronica Roth Divergent Saga but there's probably other things you can find that are more worthwhile to listen to so do that if you want or listen to the insurgent divergent allegiant series all those if you want to whatever you can get that for free and you can check out their service audible uh, offers a free 30-day trial you can get the service you can see if you like it if you don't like it you get to get rid of that service but you get to keep the book that you downloaded for free for free so audibletrial.com so shout now podcast go for it be a winner read Yay. or listen audibletrial.com so shout now podcast okay moving on let's get to a little that now feedback Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over some of the various answers and questions we received on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, where we answered a number of questions. Well, no, we asked a bunch of questions, and the listeners provided some answers, and the listeners asked us some questions that we'll provide answers to. So with all that in mind, here's the first one. This is what, this one got a lot of response. Um, and Michael and Courtney, feel free to respond as well if you have any answers. Um, is there a sequel that you liked the first that, – that you liked – to a first film that you didn't like. So is there a movie? Yeah, you... this. This. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. A oh, movie, a movie, it... No, a movie you saw, the first film that you saw that you didn't like, but the sequel you saw oh. and you did like. Um, so with all that said, Peter Paris, friend of the show, says, step up to, to the streets. Uh, Matthew Mark says, no. <laughs> Mark Hoban <laughs> says, ah, it's a trick question. There is no movie that fits that narrow definition. Nice try, though. David Yeh says, does Star Trek First Contact count as a sequel to that awful Star Trek Generations? Jordan Grout says Transporter 2. Scott says uh, Spider-Man 2. George has It's Down the Line, but Fast Fast Furious 5 and 6 are so much more enjoyable than the first few chapters of this Man Loves Cars fantasy tale. Uh, Manish has Catching Fire, though I liked Hunger Games. Also, Attack of the Clones is much better than Phantom Menace. 
Uh, Tyler has can't believe no one said the Dark Knight, which was confusing because most people like Batman Begins, but whatever. Otherwise, other ones are X2, X-Men United, Batman Returns, The Purge, Anarchy, which is like the closest I had in terms of my answers. And mm. the Devil's Reject, actually the Devil's Reject was my answer because I'm not a huge fan of the House of the Thousand Corpses. Uh, Richard Sheldon has Star Trek 2, Wrath of Khan. Christopher has Horrible Bosses 2. Matt has, really? Matt has The Hunger Games, keep getting better and better. Susan has Grease 2. Scooter has Charlie An- Charlie's Angels full throttle. Christine, Thanks, Scooter. Christine has the answer to upset Jim Dietz and many people. Escape from L.A. because New York just sucked. That's blasphemy. Um, <laughs> Rob says, I thought I thought of one. Three colors. White after I disliked. Three colors. Blue. Interesting one. Uh, huh. April, April has the Purge Anarchy. And Maxwell Haddad has the only film that comes to mind is The Devil Rejects. So, yeah, I'm pretty much there with that. that were there any you can think of that like you didn't like the first film but you like the sequel? Well, like I not did... just not just didn't like like it as much but like didn't like it like flat out. Yeah. I didn't uh I thought How to Train Your Dragon the first one is just okay. I know that every this could shock everybody no, but that's exactly my thought on it too. Aaron, Aaron I thought that way it was too. just okay. But I like love my the nephews sequel. loved it. They'll watch it again and again and again but and I was okay, but I really liked How to Train Your Dragon too. I, I, I thought agree they with took you. it in a really great direction, and I was like, they go dark, and they're not afraid to go dark. I completely agree with that one. So I, that I, would be my answer. But it's like there aren't. I'm trying. I was trying to think of like movies I just didn't like at all, but then liked the sequel. And I know there's like yeah. Devil's Rejects is the closest one for me because I really like the Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Like. Eh. Purge Anarchy came close, except I didn't end up liking that movie much either. I just liked it yeah. more. I just liked it, it more I mean, than the Purge. It's, yeah, it's uh, by default, it's better than the first one, but yeah. that's still not uh, that's not praise. Yeah, yeah, and the closest that I can come would probably be Cars and Cars too. Cars wasn't yeah, that's a, yeah, terrible. That's a I mean, it's just that I didn't enjoy it as much as a Pixar movie. And then Aaron and I, <laughs> we for liked... whatever, we just really liked Cars too. It's more, yeah, more fun. <laughs> Um. All right, moving on. So the next question we asked everybody is Jennifer Lawrence, Charlene Woodley, Chloe Moretz. What are some other young actresses out there that you are big fans of? Uh, Dennis writes Maisie Williams and the Fanning Sisters. That's uh, my just... favorite band name, by the way. Maisie Williams and the Fanning Sisters. Yeah, I think they're coming out with a new album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, g- Game of Super 8s. <laughs> Justin writes Dakota Fanning, Emma Watson, and Genesis Rodriguez. Uh, Manish writes Emma Watson and uh, Micah Moore, Monroe uh, She's from The from Guest, the guest yeah, and It yeah, Follows. Yeah, um, April writes Emma Watson and Haley Stein, uh, Steinfeld. Christopher writes uh, Emma Watson, Circe Ronan, Elizabeth Olsen, Kristen Stewart, purely for Camp X-Ray. She, got, uh, she really got away from her stigma from Twilight for me. So Purely after Camp X-Ray. So after Camp yeah, X-Ray. She's, uh, she's quite good in The Clouds of Sils Maria. Um, hey, she's good in The Runaways, and a lot of people and, forget about that movie. But and I like her. Really yeah. good in that. I like her in Adventureland. Yeah, and she plays a good. She plays a good clone of Jodie Foster in The Panic Room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she's one of those actresses that's only as good as the material she gets. So if she gets the wrong thing, she's just not. She's not that great. But when she gets the right thing, she's really good. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, is Sega Genesis Rodriguez a young outro actress that we'd say? I mean, she's just, uh, she's just newer. I don't know if she's a yeah, young actress. Yeah, she's been on the scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, compared to something like Emma Watson or Dakota, like they're they're young stars. They're young how stars. Yeah. How old is Sega Genesis Rodriguez? Uh, I was going to type in Sega Genesis. At least twenty eight. 
I was ty- I was gonna search it and I was typing in Sega before writing Genesis right. She's twenty seven. Right. Twenty seven. All right. Next question we asked everybody is your favorite VR computer based sequences in films. Yes, the Matrix is an easy answer. Uh, Jordan writes brain scan and virtuosity. Definitely Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> oh wait, can I? Can we answer? Can oh, sorry? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um, for young actresses, I really like Karis Dorsey. I think she's really good. She was in Moneyball and um, oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, and Alexander and the very long title I can't ever say. <laughs> but you're quoted on the Blu-ray cover. I, I am, <laughs> and I always mix up terrible and horrible. The worst, the worst, the most egregious error you could make. <laughs> Steve Carell looks down his beard on you. Yes, but she's really good. I think she's a really great actress that's going to do really great things in the future. That's my pick for young actress. Thanks. Mike? I like, uh, what's her name? Um, what's, um, she's on Justified and she's on that Tim Allen show that nobody watches, but somehow keeps going. Oh, Caitlin um, Deaver. Ka- Caitlin Deaver, yeah. She yeah. Was in, uh, Deaver, yeah. She was in Short Term 12. Short Term 12. She was just oh. in Laggies. Um, she's, she's, a, she's a strong actress. I love her character in Laggies so much. Yeah, she's also oh. part of that trio. She's also, she's also been with Shailene Woodley in the Spectacular. Yeah, she's her buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. All right. So next question we had is your favorite VR computer-based sequences in films. Um, Jordan, again, we read his. Jim has uh, Brainstorm with Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood. Uh, Matt has Hackers. Jordan Rath has Tron Legacy. And lastly, Justin writes, original Tron bike scene. It's pretty fantastic. No one said the Lawnmower Man or the Lawnmower <laughs> Man 2, Job's War, or Beyond Cyberspace, depending on your, 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 your how you remember that title. Yes, it has two titles. Um, <laughs> um, VR computer-based sequences. Yeah, those are those are oh. movies that people named. Virtuosity, that Jordan named, is definitely a movie that exists with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe facing off against each other. Um, take that, American Gangster. <laughs> um, now we get to some questions people had. Um, Adam asks, how does Abe stay so fit and trim? That's a trick question. Abe is big and fat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Adam, for out now. <laughs> A lot of running, a lot of running, and a lot of physical activity. Pants splitting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and also probably you know Adam's favorite sport, martial art, taekwondo. So, um, Gary asks us name five or twenty new films that you're looking forward to seeing this year. Name um, five films looking forward to seeing this year. There's one that I saw this week that I have to take off my list now. So moving on. I, I want to watch uh, Infinitely Polar Bear with Mark Ruffalo. Um, and then, I'll just make it easy. I'll just, you know, Avengers, Mad Max, Star Wars, and then, you know, the other two that I can't think of right now. <laughs> Ex Magana, which... I already saw that, too. Yeah, um, I know! <laughs> Paddington Part 2, coming out December 31st. No, um, there's, um, whatever, um, what, um, Steven Spielberg untitled Cold War thriller starring Tom Hanks. It has a title. It's now titled. I know, but I like saying that more. I like that more. (laughs) (laughs) Bridge of Spies. Yeah, Bridge of Spies. Is that Linklater's film? A Bridge Too Far of Spies. A Bridge Too Far of Spies. (laughs) Bridge, colon, something, something. Is Linklater's next film, is that this year or something? Allegedly. He's got two movies that might be this year. And uh, Malik's movie's coming out, too. Yes, Malik's movie. The Knight of Cups? What, Christian Bale? Knight of Cups, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's more, but yeah. You guys have ones you're looking forward to, like extremely, that you can name offhand? Besides Avengers? I would have to look up my list. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I just take it as it comes, because you never know what's going to surprise you. So I don't, there's nothing, 
I mean, there's stuff on my radar, but there's nothing that I'm like, oh, my God, I'll die if I don't see this. I mean, anything David Fincher does, but I don't think he's got anything coming out this year. But He's working on his HBO show now. So he's yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I don't know. I just kind of take things as they come. I don't make a pre-list. I mean, I guess Inside Out I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, got two Pixar movies coming this year. Yeah, The Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur. I'm sure that'll be cute. Um, I'm waiting for that one to to end really sadly with him becoming. There's the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part Two. Sorry, the Hunger Games colon Mockingjay Dash Part Two. That the title is so hard to write. I keep mixing up (laughs) the colon and the space and the everything. (laughs) You got to input it into your uh, your Microsoft Word dictionary so you can always just paste it easily. Yes, that's what I should do. Good idea. I actually do do that for like certain names or something that I know I'm going to repeat multiple times. It's just like, I just have it. Quavenjane Wallace. Quavenjane Wallace. Yeah, I just I have the copy ready, so I can just press Control V and get it going right away. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to um, Hateful Eight and oh yeah, Hateful yeah, Tarantino's got a movie coming. This Tarantino, year. yeah, he's got a movie, Crimson Peak, and obviously Avengers. But um, Crimson Peak yeah. and Tar- yeah, I feel yeah, bad now for not thinking of those offhand already. Yeah, Del Toro and Tarantino have movies happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, George asks If you could buy a robot and download a celebrity's personality into the robot, a la that Futurama episode, I dated a robot, who would it be and why? Wait, what kind of robot are we talking about? Yeah, what here? kind of robot? Like, uh, uh, it, you know, is it a Chappie robot or is it a well, George Bender robot? Had, George wrote Love Robot and I edited it because I didn't want to write say Love Robot, but yeah, so you could buy a Love Robot. Oh, uh, lo- okay, I see what you're saying. One, one Wait a day. minute, and also, is my husband still around or is he gone? We just, <laughs> that matters. Could, okay, just assume that you've been frozen for 3,000 years. And okay. Ah, awakened. okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so many. <laughs> At what you point? You can play the little chimes music. <laughs> that's that's me thinking. <laughs> um. Okay. If I've been thro- frozen for three thousand years and I had a love robot, uh, Michael Fassbender. She does love that Michael Fassbender. Who doesn't? Yeah. Michael Fassbender. That's my answer. Just <laughs> hanging out. Just hanging out with Fassy. Yeah. Learning, yes. his, learning German from Fassy. He's, you know, he'd probably be a good running partner if you saw Shane. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, he'd be a good whatever if you saw Shane. Fill <laughs> <laughs> in the blank, man. Gee, my God. We're going to make a poster a for this episode, and that's going to be the quote on the poster. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, Adele Dazim. Oh, Adina Menzel. Okay. No, 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 Adele Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> She could sing you to sleep. That's pretty good. And she's Wait, really good looking and talented. Yeah. And if, you know, the 3,000 years from now, it's like an ice age of some kind, it doesn't matter because cold never bothered it anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to have to say either uh, Judy Greer's character, uh, the per- um, personification of uh, her character in Archer or uh, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. Anna Kendrick could also sing you to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. And entertain you with lovely, like, Twitterisms. <laughs> and finally, Jordan asks us, uh, what is your favorite wide release so far this year? I can count this on five fingers. Chappie, 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 and Chappie. Because um, it's hot fire. Exactly. That's not true. Favorite wide release this year so far? Um... 
I mean, we haven't, we haven't talked about them on the show yet, but there are two movies I saw last week that would probably fit that right there. Um, I really like the I really like the the foreign films that I was able to catch up with after you know after they not nominated. I really like Wild Tales. I really I enjoyed mm-hmm. Timbuktu. I enjoyed uh, Leviathan quite a bit. Like they're those are all solid. Um, in terms of like mainstream releases, I guess like I don't know Kingsman. Yeah, I was gonna say in terms of mainstream stuff, probably would be Kingsman. Kingsman, or I, I mean, what we do in the shadows isn't of... mainstream, but what we do in the shadows is that that uh, one I highly recommend. Solid. Um, I liked Paddington. That's my Paddington. Yes, Paddington. Paddington. Was that like late 2014 or is that? It's January. It it came out. It came came out out in the UK. It came out at Christmas time in the UK, and then it came out here mid January. Okay. So I don't know what you want to classify it as, but it's a it's a 15 release. I'm saying it's a 15 release. That's what I'm going with. But I also like Wild Tales a lot, and but I think that's still. I don't know if that's wide yet. and Mommy, I liked a lot, too. Oh, the Xavier Dolan? Yes. Film. I wanted to catch up with I never got a chance to. And yeah. Kingsman was a lot of fun. That was more fun than I thought I would be having in, during a movie. All right. Cool. That was that enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, <laughs> feedback. Now let's move on now. It's time for... What, what, what oh, Aaron, I think that it might be time for some uh, Insurgent colon games. <laughs> Oh, I just beautiful. thought about Michael Fassbender too, <laughs> <laughs> as my love robot. Oh, I thought you were gonna say your favorite henchman. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he would be a good henchman. He was oh, a henchman in Jonah Hex, 2010 classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> That's right. right. Did he have like scars or something? He on had his tattoos face? on his face, like on yeah. his yeah. interesting hat. Too. He wore a hat. Yeah. Maori. What? Yeah, he was Maori. He was Maori. <laughs> <laughs> he was <a> Maori. <laughs> He's like Mazer Rackham. Ben Kingsley in Ender's Game. Um, so I have a game. It's called Faction This, Faction That. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love the title. I, I that spent more time on that than the game. Um, this um, basically, I've I've taken all the factions from the uh, from uh, from the Divergent Saga, uh, the Abazabas, the hippie people, the smart asses, the smart people in general, and the parkour pokes. Um, and I, I've divided the I've, I've divided this into ten questions. Where each uh, I'm going to describe a film. Each film uh, falls into the category of one of these factions. So I have two from each faction. I'll name which faction it is to give you kind of an idea of where it's going. Mm. And um, you have to guess what the film is. You have to answer by saying your name first, and then shouting out the answer. Good. Okay. Cool. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. This first one is an Abignation film, a film about a teacher who inspires his poetry students. Poetry. Oh, Abe. Yeah. Uh, Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society is the correct answer. Okay. This is an Amity question. The story of a runner, captain, veteran, and ping pong champion. Courtney. Courtney. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is the correct answer. I'm glad these are harder than I thought they were. I thought they were. Harder or easier? Harder. I thought these mm. seem kind of easy, but okay. All right. Here's the next one. This is a candor. A young lawyer defends Nick Fury in the South because his victims deserve to die and hopes he burned in hell. Courtney. Courtney. A time to kill. A time to kill is the correct answer. <laughs> these are too easy if I'm getting them. I always lose at your games. <laughs> this is a dauntless question. You know, bravery. One little guy tried to overcome the odds and live his football dreams. Abe. Michael. Yep. Oh. Abe. Rudy. Rudy is the yeah. correct answer. <laughs> Gotta be on it, Michael. 
Here's the next one. Eriodite. Sounds like a disease. I always think of the Flight of the Concord song for Ladies in the World when they're listing them. So it's always Eriodite, Hermaphrodite. I have to look that up. Okay, here it is. Say yes to drugs if you want to get smarter. Uh, Abe. Yeah. Limitless? Limitless is the correct answer. Woo! Okay, second round. Abignation. A film about a teacher teaching the kids the calculus. Abe. Yep. Stand and deliver. Stand and deliver is the correct. Michael, you got to get out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue, I swear. Amity. He built it. They came. Oh, uh, Courtney. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams is the correct answer. Ivy might not be able to come back to the podcast if you don't get one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he knows all of them. He's just, his buzzer's not working. Here's the next one. It's from Candor. It's always sunny, even in the courtroom here. Hmm. Huh. Interesting clue there about lawyers it's always yeah, sunny. yeah we got that but sunny but sunny it's always then... sunny even in the courtroom here oh abe yeah midnight in the garden of good and evil completely wrong uh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like well it's the opposite of sunny you receive no points and everyone is done uh, with I'm, trying to think of, I'm trying to think it's always sunny even in the courtroom damn here. it wow, i know what it is, is. Can I get it if nobody gets it? As soon as you say it, it's going to be like, yes. Abe, what's the answer? Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the correct answer. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Right. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. I was thinking past numbers from It's Always Sunny. Ah, Okay, good one. Dauntless. Some inanimate objects work very hard to find their master. Hmm? Some hmm. inanimate objects work very hard to find their master. Michael? Yep. Brave Little Toaster? Brave Little Toaster is the correct <laughs> answer. Michael's on the board. You got it! <laughs> I got one! Bravery. There's Eriodite. <laughs> the Secret Life of a Cryptographer and his buddy Jarvis. Courtney. Yep. <laughs> I mean Iron that. Man? Nope. Oh. The Secret Life oh. of a Cryptographer and his buddy Jarvis. Uh... Oh, um, uh, Courtney again. Can I say or not? It won't count, but you can say it. Just okay. Keep along. <laughs> Do you want me to wait for people? No. No, I'm not, I'm not going to get it. I'm guessing the imitation game. Nope, it's a beautiful mind. What? Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, his imaginary friend, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And the last one, Divergent. All of them. <laughs> Everything. What? The special must stop a tyrant to make things awesome. Abe. Yep. The Lego movie. The Lego movie is the correct answer. Okay, now to count these all up, this might be close. Michael lost. Um, Let's see here. (laughs) Let's see. Okay, I'm going to count this up. Talk amongst yourselves. It was close, but Abe, you emerged the victorious winner here. By one? By one. Okay. Woohoo! Like, because Courtney was. I know that she had a lot of Courtney was. Hey, I was getting some today. That's that's the best I've ever done on your show here. Well, good job, everybody. Good job. Good good effort, Michael. I did better last time, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's move on now. That was games. Let's uh, let's get to Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, or streaming this week. 
This week we have uh, The Hobbit 3, The Legend of Thorin's Gold. Eh, don't, not really worth your time. Um, you remember, remember when you were kind of excited for a, for a Hobbit movie, and then there's three of them, and you're like... Well, I was excited when there was two of them, and they said that Guillermo del Toro was going to direct. But you liked that first one. You were all about it. The first one was fun. <laughs> Call me when somebody edits them all together to make it more like. I think someone has. They have online. Yeah, online. Okay, I need to look this up because that's the only way I will watch it. The first one is the only movie that I've ever seen where I've wanted to just leave. Wow. Just get up and leave and say that's it. I'm done. I felt that about Vince Vaughn's unfinished business two weeks ago, but uh, I guess you would have left it unfinished. Yeah. Mm. I didn't that would have be. been apropos, though. You could have written that into a really good review because you been left pretty. and it would have been unfinished. Fair. Shtick. <laughs> uh, so we have The Hobbit. We have uh, Into the Woods. The Wood is. From what you guys had said, it's, it's got it's some moments, but then it kind of gets weird. Yeah, I, 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 I like two thirds of it. Just that one song, man. <laughs> um, Unbroken. Uh, good visuals. Uh, all right. Uh, then we get some just obscure things here. We have The Beyond, which is an old Lucio Fulci uh, Italian horror film. Full price. Um, the blue, th- the the thin blue line in the Eero Morris documentary on Criterion this week, and uh, the sure thing, old John Cusack '80s comedy. Mm. Blu-ray debuts for all. Uh, where's Cusy been lately? What? Where's Cusy been lately? You just saw Cusack in that thing. In that thing, um, he was in uh, a Map to the Stars. That's what I saw. <laughs> I was trying oh, to think. I was like, like yeah, I, see him in. I didn't watch Map to the Stars. Yeah, but he's. Well, I mean, he's been. He's there. Yeah, but he has that. Wasn't, wasn't not... he in something with Jackie Chan or something? He, yeah, yeah, the Dragon Blade. Something with Jackie Chan. Dragon yeah. Blade. Yeah, the Dragon Blade. What? No, wait, that's a different yes. thing. No, it is. Yeah, him and Adrian it's Brody. Called the Dragon Brand. Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a great cast. It's right a Chi- it's a Chinese film. Um. I don't think it came out here yet. I think I just saw the trailer for it, but he's around. Interesting. All right. And he's been, he's uh, slumming it in some uh, yeah some disaster movies. Direct vid direct vid stuff. Um, oh, he's got um, Love and Mercy coming out. That's supposed to be really good about uh, Brian Wilson. Oh, okay. oh, oh! Okay. It's supposed to be really yeah. great. Cool. That's with the Paul Dano, right? Paul Dano, yes. yes. Oh, Paul Dano, I, okay. Okay. Aaron, Aaron immediately. Then... <laughs> I'm already not big on this movie, but um, okay. Uh, he plays the older Paul Dano, though, so you know I can look forward to those parts of that film. Um, what else comes? Oh, that's it. That's, that's what's out now. Aaron, do you hate Paul Dano? Why do you hate Paul Dano? I'm, I'm not big on Paul Dano. I, uh, I, I, I think he overacts in not a fun way for me when I see him on screen. Okay. As opposed to Ben Foster, who overacts in a fun way. <laughs> okay. Um, there's there's been times where I've enjoyed him. I enjoyed him in Looper because he gets beat up a lot. But um, there's my my tolerance for Paul Dano is pretty low. Um, okay. Extremely cool. These are movies coming that are currently streaming on Netflix that we want to recommend because someone recommended that we uh talk about some movies that we might want to recommend. Um, I don't have a movie in particular, but there is a new series starring friend of the show Kyle Chandler called Bloodline that debuted yeah. on uh, Netflix this week. It's a 13 episode series. I watched the first two episodes last night. Basically, it's a it's basically a soap opera. It just has a lot of you know the Netflix sheen to it. So it's a good looking series about this family in Florida that's dealing with kind of some 
past things that are coming up now that the arrival of another family member is shaking things up. And it has uh, Kyle Chandler, Ben Mendelsohn, Sissy Spacek, Sam Shepard. It's a lot of like, good. It has a really good, good cast. cast. It's from the creators of Damages. Um, so uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, that's uh, extremely cool. <laughs> so with that said, next week's show, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week, Abe. Something amazing, I'm sure. I don't know. We're not going to talk about home. We're not going to talk about get hard for a whole episode. Um, so we'll figure something out for sure. And yeah. uh, maybe we'll do some indie recap or something. Get some uh, thoughts on other smaller movies that might. Spoilers on what we do in the shadows. No. Spoilers on what we do. Yeah, all those, all those, all those intense spoilers. <laughs> all, yeah. looking forward to. all the sequences where uh, there are just so many cameos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that in mind, last thing here before we wrap up, what should people go see and what do you plan to see next? Uh, Michael Lee, what should people go see in theaters right now? In theaters right now? Well, I actually like Cinderella a lot, so, you know, go see that. And what, what was the next? other question? What are you going to see next? What am I going to see next? Well... You're going to finish Act of Killing. I am going to finish Act of Killing, and then I am going to see Furious 7. Okay. Ooh. Courtney. Hmm. Um, Cinderella's good. I would I would also second that. Um, I don't know what else is out in theaters right now. This, this week's releases were not that good, so if you have the opportunity to catch up on something small or independent that you've heard is good, that's what I would say go do. Um, but if you haven't seen McFarland USA yet, I would say that that's oh, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, that would, those would be my picks, I guess. And what are you going to see next? Uh, Ex Machina is on nice. Monday. All right. And, um, Furious 7 is on my radar. Uh, and I think that's about it. Woman in Gold is coming up too. Interesting. The Ryan Ryan uh, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And uh, Helen Mirren. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard good things, so that's what's on my radar. It that that movie looks like Philomena too. That's what I see when I. Doesn't it? I can't ask somebody yeah. about that if it's the same kind of vibe as Philomena, and they've said it's different. So. I, yeah, I, I get that it's probably different. But I just watching the trailer, it's like, oh, so just a, a plucky young guy finds this old woman and helps her accomplish things. It's like, all right, right. it yeah. fits in the Philomena boxes. Yeah, Philomania. Philomania. Yeah. Philomania. <laughs> Abe. Listening. Um, if you can still find it, what we do in the shadows. If you want to be cheeky, you can go watch Insurgent and then listen to our podcast, so you can just play along with us. And uh, what I'm going to see next. Hard to say. I, I'm Get Hard is probably going to be one that I'd want to just check out just to see uh, more Will Ferrell because I love that guy. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, next week is pretty barren too. Yeah, I'll be I'll be seeing Get Hard next. Um, <coughs> so that'll be something, I guess. And um, I find it follows. It's only in like 30 theaters, but it's expanding. It's, it's expanding though. It's expanding. Yeah. It was going to go VOD, but they're like, you know what? This is doing well. Let's put it in the theaters. So they're going to do that. So good on them. And, uh, yeah, all right, that's uh, going to do it this week for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodazeek.com, where you can find written movie reviews there, as well as at uh, Rant, at ranthollywood.com, for various movie news reports and reviews. You can also find me on Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag Parks and Rec Season 7. Uh, Michael Lee? 
Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, my name's spelled backwards, E L Y A J E K I M. So Mike J Lee backwards, basically. Nice. Courtney? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lula May Bell. And uh, my scribblings are on veryaware.com. All right. You can find all the other episodes of Out Now at Aaron and Abe on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with other fun shows like the Walking Dead TV podcast, which I also co-guest on, and the Long Box of Dunes, Half Hour Waste, and fun shows about comics and TV and games and stuff like that. You can also find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com, as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. Email us your thoughts on insurgents or other things that we've talked about recently at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And there's our Tumblr page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. And lastly, feel free to use our voicemail line, 972-798-3830, and let us hear, hear your audio thoughts, and maybe we can uh, play them on the show. Yeah, great. Courtney, guys, Michael, yeah? Guys, yes. thanks so much for having me on again, but also... I get to be on two more times for these uh, Divergent series. Oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> Two more times. We, we have you pre-booked. Yes. <laughs> the... I hope it gets better for everyone involved. I hope it gets better. I do. I do, too, honestly. I, I mean, I can't imagine it getting any worse. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I think it could get a lot worse. I, I think it could get a lot worse, but I'm hoping for the best. No, yeah. nothing, nothing I'm too optimistic, a, then. No, nothing says a good follow-up to a bad movie like part one of a of another movie. <laughs> I don't know. People liked Mockingjay part one. I don't know. those. I'm not friends with those people, but they liked Mark, Mockingjay part one. So I liked Mockingjay like part, part one. Decent setup to Oh, part man. Two. You guys. You guys <laughs> but accept it's not like, anything. But, but it's not like we're saying it's better than Catching Fire. That's true. That's okay, true. that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I think it's about equal, but that's a different story. Um, it's uh, <laughs> a whole other like... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for being on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. For sure. And uh, yeah, until next time when we talk about something that we figure out, that's going to do it. So, so long. And goodbye. Fassie. Yeah. Yeah. Learning, learning German from Fassie. He's, you know, he'd probably be a good running partner if you saw Shame.
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, he'd be a good whatever if he saw Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank, man. Gee, my God. <laughs>